How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Uh, well, this was a moment that any basketball fan uh, has been waiting for, well, forever, uh, since the Boomers have been competing uh, at Olympic Games. And I thought, who would I like to speak to uh, about this incredible achievement? I couldn't think of anyone better than a bloke who I had the pleasure. I used to interview his parents when I was on air, uh, on air in 3BO FM in Bendigo when he was at St. Mary's before he and I started to have some chats on air. I was lucky enough to speak to him when he was at college. His number four has been retired at St. Mary's. I was lucky enough to chat to him when he got drafted to Cleveland. And then after he won a championship in 2015 and 2016, he's a Mirabara boy made good. His junior basketball was played with the Bendigo Braves. It is one of the great Australian sporting stories. And it's a pleasure to have Matty Delavadova on the show tonight. Hello, mate. Hey, thanks for having me and yeah, appreciate the kind words. No, that's uh, that's absolutely my pleasure. Um, where where do we find you at the moment? I'm in Maryborough with uh, mum and dad, so very happy to be home and uh, out of quarantine with the family. You've had a lot of time to think back on the events of Tokyo. When you look back on that, what do you feel most keenly? When you think about what you guys were able to achieve, our first ever medal uh, at in Olympics basketball. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's still sinking in, and I think um, kind of putting the medal around mum and dad's neck uh, when when we got home and out of quarantine, that that definitely made it feel more real. And uh, obviously, they've been with me, you know, every step of the way, and unfortunately, couldn't be over in Tokyo. Um, but just kind of seeing their faces and um you know they they know how tough it was to um to get the medal and how much work has gone into it and um that that definitely made it feel more real and i think when i get to share it with my sisters as well that that will uh help it sink in even more so with what the boomers have been able to achieve just walk us through the building of the culture as it is now. I mean, obviously you guys spent a lot of time going back through the history of Australian basketball and knowing that that Boomers team that went to Tokyo back in 1964 and through Lindsay Gaze and, and through all the, the people that came before you. But it seems like a really concerted effort over the last few years, the last few Olympics, yourself, Bainesy, Paddy, as we know, Andrew Bogut, what, what was it and what did you guys do to say we need to take this to another level if we're going to get to where we want to go uh, and if we want to put Australia on the map internationally in the way that we want to and the way that we should be, this is what we need to do. Just take us inside that. Yeah, uh, I mean, Joey Ingalls, another one. Sorry, uh, I, I, I've got Joe written down. I skipped over well. him. I apologise, no, Joey. And um, yeah, I mean, we, we were on Zoom calls during the year Um talking about things that we wanted to do and uh, have in place to, you know, help um, pass this boomers culture that, you know, we've been lucky to come into at such a young age and feel a part of and uh, try to build on what we learned from, you know, great leaders like Matt Nielsen, who was an assistant coach, Dave Anderson, guys like that, um, to this newer generation coming through. And I think, one of the most fun things uh, of the Olympic experience, obviously, apart from the medal, 
uh, was sharing that culture and, um, you know, love for the Boomers program and what it means to pull on the green and gold with uh, the newer boys and how much enthusiasm they had for it. And, um, you know, the, it was one of the best basketball experiences, obviously, for us, uh, but for them as well. And I think that just makes everyone more hungry and, um, you know, want to be a part of it again and, and try to get that gold medal. The when you when you were doing this, and that's fascinating, by the way, that you guys are in the middle of your own NBA seasons over the last couple of years, and and making sure that you are catching up regularly with this goal in mind. So, in in between the, the group of you, I suppose it, it sounds like a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Just how important has this been for you in your lives and in your careers? I mean, basketball wise, you know, there, there's nothing more important. Um, we have all been, well, you know, Paddy, Bainsey, Boves and I have been lucky enough to win a championship. Hopefully, Joey, you know, things are looking pretty good in Utah. Hopefully yep. they can get one as well. Um, so we've all been lucky enough to experience that. But we all know that the ultimate goal and dream is bringing home a medal to Australia and doing something that uh, the boomers haven't done before. Um, and to be a part of that is, is really special. So if I'm to ask you, uh, put that question to you, if you've got to give one back, your championship <laughs> ring or your bronze medal. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely not giving either back. Uh, but I mean, not, nothing beats uh, playing for your country, yeah. and, you know, representing your family, Maryborough, you know, Victoria, all, all the coaches and people that have, you know, helped along the way, all the former Boomers players, coaches. And I think that's the thing is, you know, the Boomers culture has always been so strong, but it's just been um, kind of, you know, you have to be a part of it to feel it. And I think, um, you know, doing some things to connect with former players, uh, you probably saw what uh, was happening up in Brisbane. I did. Yeah, uh, some things like that and, and just bringing, you know, the whole history of, of the Boomers together, I think is really important because, I mean, I, I saw Andrew Gaze's interview after we won and, you know, that, that brought a tear to my eye because you know how much it means to him, uh, his dad, all, all the former Boomers players and how much, you know, blood, sweat and tears they've put into the program. So I think um, during the year, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, bringing this, bring this medal around. Oh, there it is. Showing it um, to, to all those boomers players because they've been a huge part of, of building basketball in Australia and building the boomers culture. Speaking to Matthew Delavadova on the sporting capital. So Delhi, for those who don't know, just explain what was happening up in Brisbane. I think it was today or yesterday. I saw it on social media today. Um, Paddy Mills, I think it was like a thousand stories on his Instagram, which has been phenomenal. It's been must watch his Instagram, uh, by the way, but him and, and Chris Golding and a few of the others. And then you talk about the links to the players of the past. I saw them all on a boat and then I saw them doing a, a, like a public Q and a, just what was happening up there. Yeah. So, uh, I think Sobi and Bainsey were up there as well. And, yep. um, a lot of former, you know, boomer greats that, that have, you know, been to Olympics world champs and, and played for a lot of years. And, um, got to present uh, some of them with their Akubra hats, which um, were, I guess, created this year as a bit of a, um, you know, history piece to know what number boomer you are, um, 
what yeah like what number person are you to pull on the boomers singlet at a uh olympics or a world cup and i'm the 124th boomer so it's got that on my uh akubra uh and then on the side on the band around it um there's an opal uh there's going to be an opal for every world cup or olympics you've been to uh, and also has the new basketball australia uh or the boomers um national team coat of arms on the front so it's wow. a very special thing that i think um you know the the former boomers are, are gonna love and just help them you know all stay connected to to what we're trying to do you could see the smiles on their faces and how much it meant to them and that was one thing that stood out to me in the photos i saw this is a, again this goes back to what you guys have looked to create about trying to take the culture side of this to a whole nother level is this and obviously the the, the mind goes straight to the baggy green for, for test cricket is that the inspiration for this and is that a way you looked at being able to tie everybody together to be able to tell the story from number one and, and as long as we keep on going definitely and i think i mean we definitely talked about the baggy green that's just iconic you know in in australian sports um joey was also sharing his wife renee what what the aussie diamonds do yep. when they reach milestone games as well so um you know keeping track of of the games at world cups and olympics are another thing uh that that was talked about so i think um you know it's a pretty cool thing and um to you know continue to build and i guess almost formalize uh, some of that boomers culture because it, it's always been special um, but I think this just connects uh, the different generations together I'm fascinated to know so I was looking and I've again Instagram's great because it what it enables it to do social media can be a toilet in so many ways but it can be good in so many ways as well and what you guys were able to do in sharing this journey from I mean Paddy was posting video the moment his season stopped he's posting workout videos in full green and gold and then you were doing the same when you joined the camp and culture night so take us into culture night my understanding is that that you guys all got together before the Olympics and, and, and had a, a really special night where everybody was told their story. Everyone was presented with their Akubra. Uh, all these bits of foundation and, uh, and narrative were, were put into place. Can you, can you take us into that very special night? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Pat, Patty was a huge part of uh, putting all of that together. And um, I think it was a celebration of the the boomers culture and also um a way to you know incorporate and introduce it to um you know the newer boys that that we were bringing into the program for the first time and um you know we all talked about um like our values and what um what it means to be a boomer um some history on the boomers um obviously explain the akubras uh going forward what we're trying to do um with events like uh brisbane and then hopefully you know uh once we're out of covid getting everyone together in the one place would be awesome and it was um it was an unreal night there was some uh very cool videos uh made by maddie adakponya um who who's been you know doing the boomers uh, photos and, and videos and, and had throwback moments of, um, you know, going all the way back. He, I don't know where he found the footage, but he, he put all of that um, 
footage together. Then there was some stuff uh, from Rio, which was tough to watch. There was some videos from our families as well. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it was an awesome, awesome night. With, with what, and I don't, I often don't want to even bring, and it's not a criticism of him, but it's almost not wanting to bring him up because I don't want to put a dampener on anything. But from you guys, the response to the, to the declining of playing for the Boomers from Ben Simmons, how was that greeted and how was that news met internally? And then I suppose, what do you think might have, he might have gained Ben Simmons from being a part of what you guys did? Because if you listen to Matisse Thibel, it's changed his life. So this is his 76ers teammate who has openly spoken about how this experience with the Boomers has a naturalized Aussie. This has changed his life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just on Matisse for a second, I mean, he was unreal. Obviously, on the court, everyone saw what he did. Hopefully, everyone saw a bit of his personality off the court with his uh, YouTube videos, which are uh, awesome. Uh, but he just, I mean, fitted in so well and uh, just brought his unique personality in and is just a fun guy to be around. Um, but I mean, with, with Benny, uh, um, you know, obviously we, we want him to play. We'd love to have him in and we'll welcome him in, you know, if he decides to come in and play. Uh, but he was coming off, you know, a, a tough season and tough finish. Mm. So, um, you know, it's the spotlight uh, that he's under is tough. Uh, being one of the main players on a team that in a city that has you know high expectations so um, yeah you know hopefully he can um, you know see what we've done and how it can you know help you have a great basketball experience and you know we we only want what's best for each other and that's the the best thing I think about the boomers culture is everyone wants everyone else to do well and I mean, the level of, um, I think, enjoyment of other people's success, you're not going to find that anywhere else apart from uh, playing for the Boomers. That's what I feel. I was was annoyed when he initially said no, and now from watching the journey, from the position I was able to watch it in and to where it sits now, I actually feel for him. I really feel like it could have been a, 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 a real, like I think it could have been a life-changing moment for him too, to be a part of, of that, which was so obviously so special uh, and, and, and so all-encompassing and embracing and supportive and uplifting. Um, so hopefully he does get to experience that at some point in his career. Take us into the, the, the tournament itself. I remember seeing you when you came off the court against the U.S., uh, we're up by 15 points. And for that first half of basketball, maybe just under a half of basketball, the Boomers were the greatest team in the world. The Boomers were the best basketball team in the world for almost a half of basketball. And then it didn't go our way. But what stood out to me in that was just how tough, how keenly you guys felt that loss, and you in particular. Yeah, I mean, um, our goal going into the tournament that we had, said all along was to win the gold medal and um you know to to win that you have to beat the best and obviously um you know that they're the best in the world and they ended up with the gold but um you know we believe we can beat them we obviously beat them in vegas without uh a couple players that came in later but um you know you you just can't have any let up or lapses against them um, they capitalize on turnovers in transition. 
um, and they they can go on runs and um, you you have to be able to try to limit those as much as possible and um, you know they they obviously got going and had a couple of big runs and um, you know it was just very disappointing to to lose that game but I think um, you know Gorge when we were in the locker room afterwards really helped us just flip the page quickly and um, you know yeah all you can do is move on and, and start getting ready for the bronze medal game which is tough um it's tough to do but i think we we did a great job of that and you know because we were able to turn that page quickly and uh you know start to focus on the bronze medal game you know we, we were able to win the bronze what do you remember of the bronze medal games apart from patty absolutely exploding but it, it seemed to me that every single player played their role to, to perfection on what was required and, and needed from them. What do you remember? Um, I mean, obviously, Paddy <laughs> being just on fire. Um, Joey hitting some big shots uh, down the stretch as yep. well as Dante to kind of like extend the lead and, and put it out of reach. Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, just, uh, I guess, hugging each other after the game. And uh, I think, you know, singing our song afterwards in the locker room was, uh, what, you know, I mean, you're never going to forget uh, singing that one. What's the song for those who don't know? Oh, that, that's just for the boomers. It's a bit of a private one where, you know, we'll share some parts of the culture, but not, not all. <laughs> hey, the celebrations looked phenomenal. Um, again, I'm looking at it through the lens of, social media chris golding in particular took us inside a few moments and uh, and patty as well but what i loved about the celebration that you guys didn't keep that particularly internal it, it seemed like that was open to every australian athlete that was with you at some point if they could be yeah i mean it was uh it was interesting because we obviously celebrated at the arena uh, and then we had a almost hour bus trip back to the uh olympic village and I think by the time we got back, it was probably 12.30. Um, but when we came back to where the Aussie building was, um, a lot of the Aussie athletes that were still in the village um, were there to welcome us back. And uh, that was a pretty cool moment. And um, yeah, obviously we, we kicked on for a while afterwards. And um, yeah, I don't think anyone else was still competing. So, um, you know, everyone was pretty much packed up and, uh, ready to go and I think uh, the cool thing was you know you're talking to other athletes from different sports that you'd watched on TV uh, earlier in the week and hearing about their uh, events and competitions and I think it was fun for them to have a, a moment to to celebrate and it was you know a, a celebration of everyone. I've spoken to a lot of people that have won premierships in, in AFL and, and different people have won different things around the world. And, and I always love to hear about the little moments that we might not know and, and might not know about that mean so much in the aftermath and in the celebration. So it could be the moments immediately after the final buzzer goes or it could have been at the medal presentation. And I remember seeing a photo of um, of, of you and Joe and Bainesy and, and, and Patty and, and that was just beautiful. But are there some little moments that you'll cherish forever? that you can let us know about that stand out to you? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, when we stood on the podium, um, that's when it felt 
real. And when we actually got the medals, um, you know, I, I couldn't keep the tears in because right then I think um, similar to what happened when um, we won the championship, it's almost like you get a five, 10 second movie of all these moments in your mm. whole career um, that have led up to this, whether it was, um, you know, growing up in Maryborough shooting hoops with mum and dad rebounding, uh, you know, playing for Vic Country, AIS, St. Mary's, Cleveland, uh, falling short in Rio, falling short in China at the World Cup and what those locker rooms were like to looking down at, at the medal and um, to have that, it's almost, it's a very like weird experience, but um, it's, um, yeah, it was very unique and uh, it's hard to describe. Uh, that's beautiful. I, I actually, I mistakenly included Bainesy in that moment after the game. But the moment I'm referring to is when you guys, you, Joe and Patty, lifted your medals up for, for Aaron Baines. Um, uh, to get over that, because um, obviously you guys would have felt his loss keenly, not just as a player, but as a person. Um, how tough was that? For, to, to have to move on from that, but but not move on from that, if you know what I mean, to keep him close in that sense after he went down. Yeah, I mean, obviously, huge hole in the middle and, you know, provide so much for the team, um, you know, on the court and in the locker room. Um, but he, he was, you know, w- with us the whole way. And, um, you know, we wanted to show him, you know, obviously he had to watch that part on TV but wanted to show him that he's, he's, you know, a huge part of this moment and, um, you know, wanted him to, to feel a part of it, which, you know, he, he's been a huge part of the yep. Boomers for the last 10, 11 years. Mate, I've only got a couple more for you and I really do appreciate your time, but you've made a, a massive move to come home. You get to spend more time with your, your parents, Mark and Leanne, Yana and Ingrid, your sisters are in Melbourne. So you and Anna and Anders, your little boy, are coming to Melbourne. Sign with Melbourne United, the, the reigning champions. Um, how are you feeling about the move and what's exciting you about the, the year ahead and being able to play back in the NBL, which is now, you know, the second best league in the world? I'm really excited. Um I think, um, yeah, United have been unreal so far. I've been talking to Dean, uh, the coach, um, you know, weights coach, physio, nutrition. Um, so I feel like, um, you know, I've hit the ground running with them. Uh, looking forward to getting into preseason with the boys. I was asking uh, Goulding a lot of questions on the trip and uh, picking his brain on things like that. But I'm looking forward to playing with him and, Barlow and Newley, who I've had, you know, great experiences with, uh, with the Boomers and um, just, you know, getting ready for the competition. I know it's going to be tough. Um, it's a high quality league, like you said, and I think, um, you know, everyone around the world uh, respects the, the NBL now. I think the competition has always been at a high level, but I think it took a little bit for, for the respect around the world to catch up to where the competition is. And I think the NBL has done a great job of um, the Next Stars program. Uh, obviously, Bogues coming back helped raise the profile. Uh, and then, you know, developing players uh, like Jock Landale, and now he's gone and signed a multi-year deal uh, with the Spurs. So right. uh, exciting times. It is. Uh, just two more. So. 
I want you to explain to us. So I often look at some athletes and every now and then an athlete comes along that I think transcends just what they mean to their sport. And they go to another level where they actually mean something a whole lot more to their country and not just to do with their sport, but what they now represent and what they're doing in, in a very bigger and broader and much more important space, which is sort of how I feel about Paddy Mills at the moment. I think a lot of people do. Um, is that what you see when you see him at the moment? Um, I think, I mean, he's the flag bearer and I don't think there's any, you know, higher honour than that for, for a sports person. And I think, you know, what he's done for years um, for, for his communities and, and just for the Australian community in general, um, you know, you, you don't hear about, you know, 90% of the stuff that he does. Yep. So he, he's always been passionate about that. And I think, you know, he, he's done an awesome job with, with all kinds of things that, that he's doing, whether it's um, the Indigenous, Indigenous Basketball Association, um, whether it's, you know, clean water for communities, um, you know, he, he just doesn't stop. No, he doesn't. And I think he's, he just seems such a unifying figure at the minute, a, a, a man that when you see him with all three flags that he brings with him everywhere and you go, that's, that's, that, that feels right. That, that's, that feels as, as it, how it should be. And there's no rancor and there's no, it, it just, I just think it's such an important thing. He's playing such an important role in much bigger areas at the moment. It's extraordinary to watch. Uh, last question I want to ask you, uh, and I know that, and I'm not even going to ask you because I've already addressed the fact that you don't see this as a swan song in your career, that you think that there's still a path back uh, to the NBA. This is just a, another adventure. Um, and I absolutely love that. But if I was, if, if you were sitting where I am or, or sitting back at home before this had all started and somebody told you the story of a young bloke from Maribyrnong in central Victoria, 45 minutes out of Bendigo, who goes and plays uh, for the Braves, not the fastest, not the best shooter, not the most, and I know you won't get offended by this, not the best skilled person that's ever played the game, but who then went on to have their number retired at their college at St. Mary's to go and play with a guy who people have in the conversation as the greatest player to ever play the game in LeBron James and dictate to him where he needs to be on the court, by the way. I loved seeing that when you were playing. Um, to then go on and be part of a team that won Australia's first ever uh, Olympic medal and to have people like Kobe Bryant sing your praises, Kyrie Irving sing your praises, some of the biggest names in the game sing your praises or, or sing that person's praise. If I was to tell you that story and it wasn't you, would you believe me that that had actually happened? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you know, growing up, when you're a kid, you have big dreams. And, um, you know, my dream was always to represent Australia at the Olympic games and play in the NBA and, um, have been very, uh, you know, fortunate to be able to do that. Um, and you know, when you're writing those goals down as a kid, you know, you don't know if they're realistic or it's going to happen. And you, you probably don't know the odds. You definitely don't know how much hard work and, you know, sacrifice it's going to take to give yourself an opportunity to do those things. Um, but yeah, I think when you're in the moment, um, as an athlete, obviously, you know, you celebrate, uh, and enjoy those moments. Um, but you, you always want, want more. And I think, you know, that that's just the drive to get better and, and improve. And I think, um, you know, the best moments for me, uh, you know, in the competition when, 
you, you know that your hard work has paid off and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to more of those moments. Well, mate, it's always struck me that every time we've spoken that you haven't changed a bit since <laughs> the, the bloke I interviewed uh, from St. Mary's. Still humble, um, still giving the credit to everybody else. Um, and and I just from what you've been able to try, I'd imagine there's no way you could go in Cleveland without everybody buying you a drink uh, and just, you know, falling over when you walk through the door. The love that that city would have for you. Um, I remember seeing a, a, a video inside. I think it was after you guys had won the conference title. I don't think it was after you won the actual NBA championship, but I think it was to get in. And you were all celebrating after, and all the other team are drinking, you know, I think, you know, the most expensive champagne. And LeBron James brings his iPhone around and goes, look at us drinking all this. And here's Deli, beer. So all this champagne, champagne, champagne. And there's you just having a cold one. I just thought that's, that is Matthew Delavadova. No airs, no graces, but a champion. I appreciate that, and uh, only on special occasions. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, thank you so much. You've given us far, far more time than we initially scheduled, but it was great to catch up with you again. Congratulations on everything you've achieved. I can't wait to see you in action for Melbourne United. We call all those games uh, on SEN, so I look forward to seeing you at the stadiums. Um, thank you for, on behalf of the basketball community and the country for what you're able to do and the history you're able to create, and thanks for being with us tonight. Thanks for having me and looking forward to catching up during the year. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.